0: This is episode number 86, with our guest, Mariana Doria. Welcome to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh Carey. You want in on a little secret? I was in hiding for 40 years. Yeah, I was hiding every part of myself in every situation. And I can tell you one thing, hiding sucks. I'm now on a mission to help extraordinary people like yourself rediscover the world around you, connect beautifully with others, and excel tremendously in all you set out to do. Join in, it's The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Hey there everybody, thank you for joining us, tuning right into The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. I am your host, Josh Carey. Our guest today is a graduate communicator from the University of Lima, a yoga instructor, and a health coach from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Her passion for gut health began in the summer of 2018 while she had some gastrointestinal problems, can relate by the way, even though she was following an almost perfect diet. Her frustration increased because as far as she knew, she was eating super healthy. It wasn't until our guest discovered the study of the human microbiome and decided to venture to know what what was happening within our bodies on a bacterial level. The results were amazing. Those healthy foods that she consumed in abundance, get this, were causing the harm because she did not have enough bacteria to digest them fascinating. From that moment, she decided to help more people discover the exact foods they should be eating for their unique body makeup. I can't wait for this discussion. It's Mariana Doria. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm so good. So again, with my New Jersey accent, (laughs) An American like me might say Mariana Doria, but it's Mariana Doria. Yes? Oh, yeah. You said it perfect. Good. Well, thank you. Um, So you, um, today, you focus on gut health, which, again, that's what drew me and attracted me to you because I love this whole dialogue. I am very, very conscious and deliberate what I eat. Uh, Because I want to, let's be real, I want to look good and I want to feel good. And I've learned that if I have a big bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit for breakfast, now really, who doesn't want that? I want a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit for breakfast every morning. But guess what? If I do, shortly thereafter, I crash and I can't do my best. And I'd like to do my best and I'd like to feel my best. So um, what exactly is gut health as you study it,
1: so the gut health is the study of the balance in bacteria. So we, what we ultimately are, is ninety percent bacteria and ten percent genetics. The gut health is pretty much every, our second brain. Everything starting here with a diversity of good bacteria, and not only on the quantity but also on the quantity. Uh, Where. The good bacteria, it's actually what's going to eat the foods that we are eating. So ultimately, we are not what we eat. We are we are what we
0: absorb. What does that mean? That's a fascinating term. What does that really mean? We are not what we eat. We are what we absorb.
1: You hear, eat, lot more, eat a lot more fruit, eat a lot more vegetables. But what if the foods that you're eating, are, those nutrients are not getting into your blood? because you don't have enough bacteria to digest them. So you're pretty much eating negative calories, even though you could be following a great diet, a super healthy according to us, it's not always like that because we need a diverse and a healthy gut and microbiome. Microbiome is the summatory of all the good bacteria and of our entire body skin and from the inside out. We don't have that imbalance We're not going to absorb it, so we're going to be lacking of nutrients.
0: In uh, on the label of certain yogurts that I drink, they always Mm -hmm. talk about these live active cultures and bacteria. Mm -hmm. Is that sort of what you're talking about? Yes.
1: So let's. I'm a little bit nerd out about products in general because yogurt is a great example. It does have good bacteria. It does have uh, good stuff. There is a kefir if it's natural yogurt, but Always, always look at the labels because it could have 16 grams of sugar. It could have preservatives. And yes, it's advertised as probiotics, mm. but it also comes with a lot of sugar. So we don't want that. We, we really want the yogurts that have less ingredients and actual bacteria. Like find the name of the bacteria that it, it has. And yeah, I, I will play with less ingredients and organic.
0: So what were you eating? In the intro, I spoke about that. I, I, I get it. You were following, as, as much as you knew, a super healthy diet, yet it wasn't working. First question, what exactly were you eating? What was that diet that, on paper, looks super healthy?
1: Yes. Oh, my gosh. So that happened when I almost graduated from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, and that was my most frustrating time because I knew... And I thought I knew a lot about diets. I've studied above 150 dietary theories in the Institute. And I was, okay, what's not working? I was eating a lot of brown rice. I was eating a lot of um, broccoli. I was doing way too many supplements. My life was pretty much powders and pills. That was one issue, way too many supplements. But also the... So I wasn't only eating what wasn't right for me. Oh, and then I was eating a lot of cashews. I loved cashews and cashew milk and all those things. Uh, It wasn't only the food. I was also experiencing an extremely stressed situation in my life Mm. that led me to a severe constipation. So it was was a great combo. So I wasn't just eating my own superfoods. I was also extremely stressed. And boom, great combination for constipation, the recipe.
0: <laughs> I hear you. So it's funny you bring up things um, like um, we we always hear every side of the conversation. Eat wheat, don't eat wheat. Avoid it. Eat fruits, don't eat fruits. There's too much sugar. Eat meat, don't eat meat. Eat oh high God. fat, eat low fat. Eat no fat. Eat some fat. So, so what is the, what is the trick for ourselves? Do we have to, um, do you help people just get in tune with their bodies and figure out how and when they feel good? How do you approach that?
1: So I approach it with two basic things. One, the first one is primary foods. Primary foods are, it's lifestyle. It, it entails family, relationships, career. Finances, work, home environment, fitness, spirituality, everything that we do around. Around, It's not on the plate, but it's outside. That's actually the most important. That's our primary food. That's what's going to fuel us, our life. Because what happens if you're eating all the kale in the entire world, but you have an unhealthy relationship or you have a husband that beats you at home? it doesn't matter. You can have an amazing six pack and everything perfect. But if you're not happy with your job, what's the point? So that's my main core lifestyle. And then when we jump into secondary foods, which are actually the food that we put in our mouth, okay, then I want to be really precise and know my clients needs, their own superfoods, their own foods to avoid and their foods to indulge. And the way how I do this, it's, through a, I partner with a laboratory that does the study for, of the microbiome and their biome. So once I have the results from the laboratory, then I can, you know, this is exactly what's happening with my clients. This is the diversity. This is how their microbiome, which is all the bacteria, this is what's happening. So once I have the list of their own foods, okay, this is what we need to do with your actual foods, but how are we... Fueling our lifestyle, so I work with both.
0: Wow! And what is that a blood test?
1: Nope, stool sample. You just oh boy!
0: Yours.
1: Yep. Okay. No, it's just a teeny, teeny thing. You send it to the laboratory. They send Fair you enough. all the, all the kit. Fly it out. So. <laughs>
0: Give us an example of what, what would come back and then what you would specifically tell me to eat. What's a typical example? Are there like certain things that across the board you suggest for your clients? What Ooh. would like a breakfast, lunch, and dinner look like?
1: We are so different. Not only our microbiome, but also our needs. People that work in an office, their diet is going to be absolutely different than somebody that's quite active. Somebody that stays at home is different than somebody that works um, outside. So that's one that a lot of people ask me this question. Mariana, what should I be eating? And the answer is, I don't know. I need to know your microbiome. I need to know your Lifestyle, your goals. What I tell everyone though is this: eat more fruits and vegetables, drink more water, do more exercise, and get rid of those sanitizer stuff and like those antibacterial hand soaps.
0: Mm-mm. Why? What? What's that about? Because, get rid of the hand sanitizer. Yeah. Mm,
1: yes, we have been over sanitized for the last century approximately because We are scared of dirt of bacteria if we do do go to the hospital and we see a friend who's really sick Yeah, that probably could be a good idea But not all the time because in our skin in our tongue in our mouth Everywhere we have bacteria like in our hands so our skin is not only our biggest organ we only have one and it takes seven minutes for our pores to absorb the stuff and get to our liver. So if we're putting that stuff in our hands, we're probably sending that antibacterial to our liver and to our inside, and we don't need to over sanitize. Yes, wash your hands, but don't use those gel things.
0: (laughs) Mm. So is there in the in the diet that you put together for your clients based on their their genetic makeup um does it run the gamut or are there specific things that we should really stay away from? I know you gave us some ideas of, you know, do this and eat more of that. But are there things that just across the board are never good? Like is meat okay? Is wheat okay? Or oats okay? Is, is, there, is, is everything game according to what comes back?
1: Well, definitely sugar. Sugar is the big one mm-hmm. to get rid of. We, can, we should absolutely do good sugars that comes from fruit and from natural sources. But unfortunately, sugar is added in the things that we could ever imagine. Like pasta sometimes have sugar. They hide it with different ingredients. Instead of sugar, they will put maltodextrin. If it's sugar, they'll put like a different additive, which is actually sugar. So that's a big one that I'll suggest everyone to do their best. It's everything in moderation. It's not about perfection. It's about progression. But if you're going to pick in between a Snickers bar or an apple, you know the answer, you know. Mm. Um, so that's a big one. Then alcoholic beverages are not great for our gut. And now everything in moderation a little bit. But if you're drinking quite often, that's pretty much ringing all of your good bacteria. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: then red meat. Red meat, it's a big one. It's really heavy for our digestive track and I I am personally a vegetarian but I don't I don't promote I'm not mm-hmm. an active I'm not an activist mm-hmm. I do it because I I like how I feel however I definitely sug- suggest people to go way more vegetarian not really vegetarian so eat more vegetables eat as much vegetables as you can so if your plate looks like this half should be vegetables and then a little bit of carbs a little bit of protein and you can choose if it could be from an animal source or from a vegetarian source but red meat is so heavy in our digestive tract if you're hunting your your own animal and you've and you eat it once in a while then that's okay a little bit and it should be the size of your palm but not a lot um, and then i have a really interesting comparison if with with the uh, uh, on on the stomach and the gut if you you know our stomach is warm so if you have a pot and you throw fruits and vegetables and everything fresh and you close it and let it there for four days it's probably going to be all right it it may be may stay there you know but fine go ahead and put meat there for four days stay there it's going to go rotten. So it's kind of the same thing what happens in our gut. Mm. Not so much meat. Fish and chicken, if it comes from an organic farm and if it's been treated the right way, a little bit it's okay upon your necessity, upon your bioindividuality, But everything in moderation.
0: That's such a good uh, point to make. I want to go back to the beginning of life for you. Uh, I know you grew up, you were born and raised in Peru. Take us back though to the beginning. What was life like growing up for you? Ooh, okay. I
1: will take you back way back.
0: Yes, please do.
1: So when I was in my mother's womb, because, okay, health starts in conception. This is a big one. We think that we as an adults, okay, now I want to eat healthy. Now I want to drink water and do everything right. I'm sorry to tell you this, but this started in conception. So the way how we are conceived and the way how we grew up in our womb and the way how we were born, that has a big influence in our health. But don't blame your mother. It was not her fault. She didn't know. But I'm here to tell you that this is what happened in my life from my experience. So I was a second child. The, the second and the last one from my mother. My mother so wanted me. She, she just desired a, a a second child. Actually, she wanted four children. So I was the second one. Uh, ha- what happened is in my second month when I was in the womb, I was probably this size. I, she almost had a miscarriage, And her whole entire pregnancy was almost and she, They They thought I was not going to make it. And my mom's pregnancy was really difficult. She was in a lot of pain. She was pretty much laying on bed. Uh, it, was, it, was, it caused her a lot of stress because she thought she was going to lose her baby. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I, I was in a rush when I was in the womb. So I came early. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to say unfortunately. Whatever happened, I came early on the eighth month. And what happened? So... I was born in C-section mm-hmm. in parentheses here. There is a big difference when a baby is born in a C-section or natural. When it's born in a C-section, it's pretty much lacking all the good bacteria from the mom. Unless the doctor actually puts the mom's good bacteria on their mouth and their entire body. That was my case. So I was born C-section and from my mom's womb directly to the uh, incubator, this thing when the baby's- Yes. In- incubator.
0: In- incubator, yeah.
1: In- incubator. I not only lacked my mom's good bacteria, I also lacked my mom's nourishment. Like she couldn't feed okay. me right at that second because I was dying. What the doctor said is like, my, my dad was the doctor actually, she, he was there standing. And my, the doctor told my dad, doctor, Dr. Doria, we don't feel her pulse. We're losing her, we're losing her. Right. And my dad said, send her to the incubator. I'm like, okay. So I was, I was placed from my mom's womb directly there like Mm -hmm. I didn't have her nourishment I didn't have her good bacteria um for whatever reason whatever happened I ended up being a really healthy child I didn't have asthma respiratory issues like my brother did I I was really strong I don't know why I guess I was just meant to be strong um however er my early years I think I've had I've had chronic constipation since I was very young, but I didn't really know what that meant. I, as a child growing up, I didn't know that I was supposed to go to a bathroom every single day until I started to grow up and started to gain some weight. And I was actually kind of chubby when I was younger and I didn't like that. So my, my GI issues pretty much started from, from a young age. Yeah, hmm. that's how my early, early, like way early years started.
0: What was the, uh, what was the vibe like? Were you a, was there a lot of love and uh, nurture in your upbringing?
1: My, my family, we are Hispanic. We are all about loving and family and unicity. That was the first few years of life. Uh, my father passed away when I was five. Uh-huh. So that created a lot of stress and a lack of fatherhood for us everything changed. He died in a car accident. So we didn't know it was something that, okay, he went on a business trip. Now he's not back. Wow. He was pretty much the financial um, support for our home. Even though my mom worked, she's always worked. It wasn't like having the, this other income. So starting from, from that young age, I started to know and to acknowledge what lacking of a healthy financial life was uh, my my family in Lima is as wealthy. All my cousins, all my aunts, everybody like we are in a in a we they already were in a pretty privileged position, but we weren't. So when I was really young, I will I will compare myself like why don't my cousins have so much and we don't. And that started to create a lot of insecurities in myself. And that added that I was kind of (laughs) chubby. That it was not a good combination. But I'm grateful because I I have learned so much from that. Uh, So money was a big, big gap while growing up.
0: So you were growing up... um you, you, you were chubby and insecure and then seeing the offset of your relatives who had uh, more finances than you, you guys put this insecurity. Um, did, you, did you see a way out or how did you cope with that as a child and you know, in, into your young teens and whatnot?
1: How did I what?
0: Cope. How did you, yeah. How did you cope with that? Let's cope. How did you, um, how did you deal with that? How did you handle that as a child?
1: Wow, how did I handle, when I, when I turned 12 years old, my mom, she's amazing, she's always done everything and above and beyond for us. So she found me a theater class for like after school and every weekend I'll go to theater and singing and dancing and that helped me a lot to have friends outside from school. Because coming back to school, starting from kindergarten, well, one of the reasons why I'm so blessed to be in bilingual is because I've studied in a really good school, which was actually really rich as well. My my dad's life insurance covered wow. my entire education. Wow. So again, I was a wow. poor kid surrounded by all my like my wealthy friends and again the same comparison why everybody's so well and we are not Mm. so that also led me to a lot of uh insecurities my friends i wasn't like my friends so i i went to this theater classes and that helped me a lot because i found like-minded friends that were my friends as well and that we acted and singing and that was a big Uh, a big turn to having more security and expressing more i loved to dance i was like into it when i was younger that was a big one and then i yeah that that was a huge help while all the way through high school
0: how were your eating habits growing up as a as a teenager because i know how they are now how were they then Oh
1: my gosh! Have you been to Peru?
0: <laughs> I have not.
1: Oh yeah, yay! Peruvian food. I am so Peruvian. I would eat Peruvian food, which means rice, potatoes, meat, seasoning, heavy meals like this. And because we come from a scarcity mindset, I had to eat it all, mm. like the entire plate. So that that was like a lot of food. So my eating habits were cereal, milk, lots of cookies, lots of yogurt because I loved it. Not the good yogurt though, the bad yogurt. Lots of chocolate. By the way, my mom used to own a small catering business and we had chocolate all day long in the house. So mm -mm, not a good combination. (laughs) That plus Peruvian food. My life was surrounded by food. And again, because of this scarcity mindset. Food to me, my philosophy used to be, I have to eat at all because this has cost money and this is effort and I have to eat because it's there. Mm. Bad.
0: <laughs> when you were then um, going along high school age and looking, looking towards the future, um, what did you see yourself doing for work and for life? And
1: mm. what'd you have I, your eye on? I wanted to be an actress. Yeah, when I graduated from high school, I did want to be an actress, and I wanted to do theater or something like that. However, because finances were tough, my mom didn't really like that idea, and she rather make me study communications, which kind of entails acting and filming and something like that. But but I'm grateful now that I did that change. I, mean, I didn't change careers. I just went directly to communications because Communication, communications gave me a really wide view of what's possible utilizing communication skills. It could be radio, it could be filming, it could be social media. So yeah, that's what I wanted to do. <laughs>
0: mm. And then you were still in uh, Peru when you graduated high school and, and that's where you went to college and yes. started your adult, your, your young adult life there? Yes. And you had the support of your, your mom and uh, you were... Were you still feeling in the chubby role and less than a financially stable role? Was that still happening?
1: Oh, yeah. So when I graduated high school, I had to take like a six-month-off period because my mom couldn't afford for oh, my right. first tuition. So right. that was great. I was actually studying other things. It, it it was fine. I was grateful for it. When I entered into college, I University of Lima is a really well-off school. And I realized, okay, I, I do fit. No, I didn't really fit out, but I just, I've always compared myself a lot. And I compared myself with, with the rich kids and I don't have enough. And that is when I decided to come to the States and make U.S. dollars. So then I come back to go back to Lima and live and have nice clothes and just eat right. So... So that, that was the financial situation when I was entering into college. Then uh, eating, my eating habits, well, I was 17 years old. I was kind of chubby. I was not huge, but I wanted to. Just like look good, feel good. So I started to – well, I was going to a gym, and then I started rock climbing. I, I joined a rock climbing team, and I was getting good at it, but I fell. I, I – then – when i joined rock climbing that's when i started to lose weight naturally just by rock climbing mm-hmm. and then i felt the more weight i lose the better i climb so this is this has this makes sense so then i hired a, a holistic nutritionist in lima who really helped me into figuring out how to do this right the healthy way so i can climb better and just feel good And that's when my nutrition adventure started. When, while joining rock climbing and working with this nutritionist and yoga, and yeah, it it started in my young 20s, I want to say.
0: I love that you noticed how you pointed out that you noticed when you were inadvertently losing weight because of what you were doing, which happened to be a rigorous form of exercise—rock climbing. Very cool. You noticed that that had the positive uh, outcome of you could do better at what you were doing, and then you yeah. just went more in that direction. That's Absolutely, such, a, such an important point. So, did I hear you say that uh, that at that point you 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 said you wanted to come over to the states and make some money and? So you did that, and then you went, or, or not yet? I did that. I
1: The first summer of college, I knew I had to be in the States working because I knew I wanted a little bit more. I could have gotten a job in Lima and make minimum salary in Solas, which is our money currency, but that wasn't enough to me. I wanted to travel the world. I wanted to be able to experience. Money was a big drive to me, so I left I invested absolutely everything that I had into making this happen within the visas, the permits, so like all the all the legalities that I needed to make this U.S. work adventure happen. I did it. People thought that I was crazy because there, there were a lot of cases of colleagues or friends of mine that had come to the States before and wasted their parents' money and didn't bring any return back. Mm. That was not my option. I knew the little bit of money that I had, I needed to have a return. So that first year that I moved to the States, I had four jobs. I was barely eating because I didn't want to spend money. Mm. So by saving money, like, okay, I'd rather not eat and then just eat whenever my work is feeding me, which they were, the hotel was feeding us burgers and just junk food. So I ended up a lot of weight, like you probably would not recognize me, but to me, money was my first fuel and I didn't care. I was like, I'm okay with, without eating or just eating Burger King or anything, but I'd rather save the money because I knew I needed the money when I go back to Peru.
0: So you were certainly motivated, you were driven, you had your eye on that money prize and you were, you were just determined to make anything, to, to make it happen. And it seemed like you do, you, you, you did. Um, was, there, was there a lot of fear or concern or did you just say, you know what, I'm going to do this win, lose or draw. I'm going to make this happen no matter what. Or were you struggling with, God, this is scary as anything. It was, it was really young. I
1: was 18 years old. I moved here by myself. I didn't wow. have any family in Utah. I didn't know what I was doing. And I contacted this job fair in Peru to, to match me with a work, with a job position in the States. What happened was I arrived to this restaurant in Park City, Utah. Three days later, I got fired.
0: Oh, why?
1: Because my English was not good enough.
0: Okay, so now you have, your, <laughs> you have your eye on this dream. You're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back with a ton of cash. I'm going to do whatever it takes. 72 hours later, they're like, um, we're going to have to let you go. Right. So now what happens?
1: Well, they offer me a position as a dishwasher.
0: And I knew my
1: English was not perfect because I'm not born in the States. But it was not that bad. I did not study this hard enough. On, on my English to be a dishwasher. So I, I, I was like, no, I'm fine. Bye-bye. So what I did is I printed this amount of resumes and just right. delivered them all around Main Street, Park City, hotels, Applied to everything. In less than two days, I found a position at a hotel on Main Street as a front desk.
0: Wow. Still just just trying to work your English and get better and better and improve. And you did it. I did. I mean, it took me two days of hustling, but
1: I think my English was good. I, it was not, it could not be, it could have not been that bad. I I think my manager preferred to have someone taller and blondie and just like, you know, (laughs) that wasn't me.
0: (laughs) One of the things you talk about is uh, the importance of getting out in nature. How does all that, how does all that relate to this?
1: Oh, my gosh. We are living in a box. When was the last time that you put your feet on the ground?
0: You, mean the, you mean the outside ground? Yeah,
1: on the ground, like on the actual ground, sand, wow. ground. When was it?
0: Yeah, who knows? Who knows, right. right. <laughs> I don't know. I got work to do, right? <laughs> exactly. Isn't that what we say, right? Exactly. You are,
1: we are busy. So, yes. Because we live in this little box. We don't have enough contact with nature. Mm. And the truth is that we are nature. We were born in this planet. We were meant to enjoy the sun, the ocean, the mountains, the trees, and be in more contact and synchronicity with nature. So because this doesn't happen oftentimes, we are lacking of that energy. And this is something that we cannot see because it's energy that's flowing but connecting with nature also releases cortisol which is a hormone of stress um, it, it just the connection it's not it's, it's not by chance that woman's period it's kind of it, it follows the moon because we are one it's not by any chance that 70% of our body is water when 70% of the planet is ocean, is water. So we really are one. And I know we're busy. I get it. Sometimes it's really hard. If you live in the mountains and it's cold, you're not going to put your feet in the snow because it's cold. <laughs> but there are other ways. You, you could utilize magnetics. You could, um, you can get spring water filters or just go hug a tree, just put your hands in the mud, you know, have more connection with mother nature. The Pachamama, how we call it in Quechua in, in Peru.
0: So you're all about gut health. We know that. Help me identify for myself, even as a first step right here and now to determine where I am on the gauge. Is it just as simple as checking in and seeing how I feel?
1: A couple of things. How many times a day do you go to the bathroom for number two?
0: Should it be more than once? Oh, yeah. Twice? Five times? I don't know. I'll keep keep track.
1: I don't know. Keep track. It should be minimum one, in between one or three. So if people are not going to the bathroom in an entire day, that's meant constipation because when we eat, it should digest and let out. So that's a that's an easy way to know if your digest if your gi is working well and then the other one that it's kind of funny but i'm like over it now it's how does your poop look okay. because if it's kind of like rounded or like you you see like it's like weirdly looking that means constipation or a certain imbalance if it looked like a banana it's fine and, and if it doesn't take longer than five minutes to take it out and then if it's way too mushy then that's not good so by understanding how many times you go to a bathroom and how does your poop look then i have a a big picture of understanding
0: wow all right well thanks for that very intriguing so (laughs) So today, um, you do what? You work with clients in this regard. And what was the last straw you, you were telling us? Last summer, I think you said you, um, you started really investigating into this just because you, you've had enough with not feeling good?
1: I was so scared. I, I was doing everything right. Yeah, like, I, <clears throat> My biggest scariness was when I started to bleed. I started to saw blood in my stool. And I was like, this is it. I don't know what I'm doing. I must be doing something wrong. But it was also related to stress. So I did this microbiome study and I found that brown rice, cashews, cauliflower.
0: Not good? uh,
1: They were not good to me. For you, right. Okay, I'm getting that. Yes. Okay, we're all right. Okay. I, I didn't have enough diversity in my gut to digest those foods. That plus the stress that I was experiencing was a per recipe. You want to get constipated. This is a recipe. Uh, something really interesting that I like to tell my my clients and people that are intrigued into this. Well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not scared anymore about sharing this because I'm, this is what I overcame. But the reason why I was so stressed is is because I was in a, a dilemma, whether I should stay in the United States or go back to peru but either or options would m- would meant i either stay here and like i don't know really what i'm doing with my legalities or i go back to peru and there's a big chance that i cannot come back so that's why it was a big decision and i remember every single night i was dreaming with peru i was actually dreaming with my high school friends with my family i was so so stressed so Thank God or universe or whatever, I did find the solution to figure out my legalities and the the way to be to be fine here. So I was motivated and pretty much obligated to back to go back to Peru for a new work visa. And this is what happened. (laughs) I was constipated for a month. Uh, Well, in this this month, I would go to a bathroom here and there, just like a rabbit, you know?
0: (laughs) A rabbit, yes. (laughs) I was a
1: rabbit. When I found this sponsor that was willing to help me with my work visa, I was like, I'm going to Europe. If I have freedom to travel, I've always wanted to go to Europe. So I booked a Euro trip for a couple of weeks. I flew from Seattle. No, Yeah. When I crossed immigration in Seattle Airport, I had to run to the bathroom. And wow, everything got released right there. And I was like, God, this is what's been holding for an entire month. And then when I landed in Frankfurt, another one. (laughs) Another one. But this was not normal. So, It was, it was stress. The stress was just killing me. Plus the foods that I should have not been eating.
0: Yeah. They say that I've, I've heard, I've read, I've watched, I've seen, I've experienced stress kills. It's crazy. And I'd love that you started with that. You started with first, we have to get the lifestyle. Everybody's different, but let's get your lifestyle in order here. Um, Could you, um, Are there, what about vitamins, minerals, supplements? Is there something across the board that, hey, yes, do this, take that?
1: Yeah, we do our, all humans are magnesium deficit. We should be getting some supplements. The question is from what sources and what is right for us. So it will all, I I do take some supplements uh, depending on what I'm doing also, depending if I need more protein or if if I need more like a balanced meal or if it's wintertime, I'll definitely go more into vitamins and magnesium, vitamin D. Uh, it, it it will change because our microbiome changes. We change, we grow, our needs are constantly changing. So also the thing with food, the actual food that we're eating, even if we eat organic and pesticide free and all of that, the soul where we, from where we eat our foods is not the same soul than 100 years ago we're lacking a lot of minerals because of we've over been mm-hmm. overworking the, the land so so yes the lettuce that we're eating now would not nourish us the same it's not going to be the same lettuce than 100 years ago my only concern with supplements is that don't over indulge with supplements supplements are good find the ones that are good for you according to what you need. What you need. And it's a supplement; it's not your main meal.
0: Hmm. I love it, and I love the all the comments coming in. Really, really cool and helpful. Um, what? So many, so many things uh, uh, coming through my head here. Um, you, what's your connection to Lima now? You're you're here full time.
1: I'm here full time. I well, I will be in the states until July and then I'm going to Asia. I would like to explore Thailand. I'm doing a yoga teacher training in India. So I'll be gone for a couple of months. Uh, my connection to Lima is my family now. I, I don't really have any business mm. in Lima right now. Everything I do is remotely. Yeah. So yeah, I technically claim my, my company, my, my business from Peru and Lima, yeah. but I network and I do business from all over.
0: So my brand, The Hidden Entrepreneur, was created on the basis of uh, the fact that I was hiding behind fear for all Mm -hmm. kinds of reasons, using that as an excuse. In your life and certainly your business today, was there a time you could point out where you were just scared out of your mind and how you got through that?
1: Mm. At the beginning, I thought that I needed more information. I, I thought I would... Well, the, my my passion with nutrition started in my early twenties. So I I always wanted to learn more and know more. And once I started to share more about nutrition, about two three years ago, I thought I needed that extra credibility. And that's when I joined the Institute for for Integrated Nutrition. Okay. And yeah, I think information has always been my. My fear I want to say but it's not real. It wasn't really a fear. It was more like a credibility
0: Wow, okay um, What conversation would you have with your younger self?
1: Oh my gosh, well my younger self I would just I would just tell her Take it easy one step at a time baby steps because since I was very young, I always wanted to accomplish everything. I started working. Like I would sell my own jewelry, like my own bracelets, things that I'll make myself since I was eight years old. And that's when my entrepreneur mindset started. But I was really hard on myself. So I would tell her, just yeah, don't judge yourself. Don't, don't compare. That's what I tell. Don't compare yourself too much.
0: Mm it's so beautiful because we all now in the past that's that's what we do we compare and then we we judge that comparison and that takes us all down down all kinds of all kinds of roads what is the what is the mantra you live by today
1: be unique be you <laughs>
0: And I know that that's important to you because like you've said, we all are unique in our makeup. And what I love is that you're not about, this is what's the most fascinating about everything you do. It's not a, a template that you try to project on people because not, it, it's certainly not one size fits all. That's the most fascinating thing. It's really about us finding and discovering in the health world and in the nutrition world, what works for us based on our, our genetic makeup.
1: Yep. Uh, and everything starts in our gut. So we are pretty much a mirror of what's going, what's going on here. And that mirror is also our lifestyle, our preferences, the sports that we play, the decisions that we make are kind of like decided here. Our emotions, our feeling, everything is centered in our gut. So by what I mean by be unique is, yes, it's not only your, li- your diet, be unique because you eat different than I, but also be unique because empower your differences, empower the things that you particularly like, who you are, where you were born. You are so unique. Like in a bacterial and a microbial level, we are so, so fascinating, unique. We are not here by any chance or coincidence. So empower that.
0: Are you spiritual or religious in any way? <laughs> I do
1: yoga. It's kind of like a spiritual.
0: (laughs) Of course. What do you believe happens when it's all over, when our time here on Earth comes to an end?
1: I think we, we, whatever we are doing here, it makes, it drives you to a path. Either you evolve spiritually, so you come on a different physical body, but the same spirit, but with a purpose, maybe a similar or a higher purpose. Or if you are not a good person, you could stay in the same state and experience the same things because those are the things that you need to learn, overcome, and ultimately find your purpose and stick to that so then you can (laughs) evolve.
0: Love it. I will leave you with this final question. Mariana Doria. (laughs) Not bad. Not bad. How would you like to be remembered?
1: Ooh. I would like to be I I don't know. <laughs> I would like to be to be remembered as building building an empire of health coaches and and gat babes. Actually my brand name is Gat Babe that are planting seeds around the world. Cause we need so so many people, but I would like to, to have that legacy of health coaches, of entrepreneurs, and gut healers in a team so we could spread our word out.
0: Why is this so important to you?
1: Because it hurts. <laughs> I think that it hurt me so much that I, I will not want anybody to experience this. And if I could help through this path, that's a big purpose.
0: Amazing. And you're certainly doing all of that. Thank you, Mariana, for coming on, showing up and opening up and sharing everything you know with us today. Really cool to meet you like this.
1: Thank you, Josh. Thank you so much for the invitation.
0: Absolutely cool. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in, whether it's to the live broadcast here or on the podcast platforms in replay Apple Podcasts, Google. Spotify. If you're there, click rate and review. Let me know what you think. I love reading your thoughts on those platforms. We're going to do this again before too long. Thanks for spending your time and tuning in. Until we meet again, go get them.